Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. A little bit of a different episode today, uh, as I'm joined by Giacomo Notari from the Swiss Football Show. Uh, on to have a bit of a chat about the Northern Ireland versus Switzerland game from more of a Switzerland perspective. We, uh, Giacomo, we, we couldn't get the audio working on Zoom for about 10 minutes, so we've spent about 10 minutes just looking at each other's beautiful faces, but uh, thank you very much for coming on. Hello, Andrew. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, I'm excited to be with you tonight and looking forward to our little chat. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, before we actually talk about the game, Giacomo, there is one big elephant in the room. I think it's uh, November 2017. We have to talk about this. Um, you know, when, when you came to Windsor Park in the, in the playoff for the 2018 World Cup and uh, I think a, a very controversial penalty. It's fair to say. So uh, how lucky were you to be at the, the 2018 World Cup after that? <laughs> ah, yes, it was the Rodriguez episode, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. Yes, of course, that's, uh, that's already almost four years ago. Oh, I don't remember much, but uh, of course, I, I can imagine that you in Northern Ireland are, are still pretty salty about this. Yeah, I still have dreams about it every night. <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah. Ricardo Rodriguez is is he's not popular in Belfast. He he scored the goal at Windsor Park, and then if you remember, he cleared the ball off the line in the last minute from a Johnny Evans header. So uh, yeah, let's hope uh, let's hope he doesn't have a performance like that on Wednesday night. But I mean, uh, let's just have a little bit of a, a general chat about the match first of all. Um, like, how are you feeling about this? And Northern Ireland fans were were quite worried because we have four or five big, big players out injured. Um, but it's the same for Switzerland. You're missing Xhaka. You're missing, uh, uh, not Svarovic, Shakiri. Um, who are the other two? I've Hello. gone completely blank. Uh, Mbolo. Mbolo and Gavranovic as well. Yeah, and I think a couple of uh, of other centre-halves maybe who were around the squad. Um, I read that, that Granit Xhaka is the, the only player in the, in the Swiss squad that isn't vaccinated, which just does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> but uh, miss, yeah, missing four or five big players so who do you think that favors in this match and uh, and how are you feeling from it from a Swiss point of view well uh, it's the third game of Switzerland under uh, the new coach Murat Yakin uh, who has already coached uh, lots of years in uh, in Switzerland and um, until now uh, the two games were pretty promising you know even if he had a, a reduced squad because lots of injuries lots of absence like you you just say well, uh, against Greece, we were able to win without playing beautiful, you know, efficient. And um, and the other day against Italy, it was yesterday, in fact, Sunday night, but pu- pulling off uh, a draw against uh, the European champions is always a good result. But we managed to be to be solid. Really, the, the formation was really something new. Lots of players who, who hadn't played together uh, for, for years, for months. And uh, it was really convincing, and it showed uh, it showed that uh, the the new Switzerland, let's say, already has a kind of an identity and is really tough to to beat. Yeah, the appointment of Murat Yakin is is quite similar to the appointment of Ian Barraclough for Northern Ireland. In that, very often when a new manager comes in, you get some good results because it's something new. There's a little bit of adrenaline. But in this instance, uh, you know, Vladimir Pekovic was so good and you didn't want him to leave, really. So it's like uh, it's kind of a disappointment that you've had to find a new manager in the same way that it was when we had to find our new manager. So what is the the general consensus? What's the general thought on Murat Yakin? I heard in your podcast the other day that 
he was quite a, a fiery figure when he was at Basel and uh, often fell out with with players and was quite difficult to work with. But is he a highly rated coach in Switzerland? Well, um, of course, coming after Petkovic is not easy because, like you you just said, uh, he just managed to pull off a, a gigantic performance at the Euros and uh, everybody was a bit disappointed that he left, mm-hmm. even if there, there were rumours before. And, uh, you know, Murat Yakin has a kind of 50-50 reputation in Switzerland. A part of Switzerland trust him like, uh, okay, um, he has a lot of experience. Uh, he's a charismatic coach, like my friend Emmanuel uh, rightly said the other day. Um, he, he, he knows well the, the players, the key players, uh, um, also of our championship, the Super League, the Swiss championship, and not only from abroad, you know. Petkovic called more players from abroad than uh, than the, the last coach, you know. A, a, very, very, a little part of, uh, of the player who play in Switzerland and Murakyakin knows maybe a, a bit better that championship so he can bring in new players and in fact those are the players that played um, against Italy yesterday and they managed to be pretty solid and convincing. Yeah that's what struck me first of all in the initial Switzerland squad there were lots of players from young boys who were selected and um, I think they made the Champions League group stages for only the second time in their history recently um and yeah on uh, last night obviously there was a bestier was playing i think he's at young boys if i'm if i'm not mistaken yes. and also garcia comes on and i'm sure there were a couple of others so he's not just selecting these players from the local league he's uh, he's actually giving them minutes and giving them game time and throwing them into this this massive fixture against italy so is that reflective of the increasing strength of the swiss local league well i don't know we can be sure of that but because you know there are a lot of uh, debates going on uh, in the last year like the league maybe is a bit weaker than it was before especially with uh, FC Basel uh, becoming a a little bit less competitive but this year they they have started well so we'll see but uh, you know in Switzerland we're talking about maybe we should get the Super League to 12 teams instead of uh, 10 teams like it's right now because it had lost a bit his competitivity uh, lastly. So I, I don't know that's a sign of, uh, of, um, of the fact that the Euro league is getting more competitive, but more like you know, a coach that knows that even if there are some players who are in Switzerland, they, they have the, the level and the, the experience, of course, mm-hmm. to, to play some minutes, uh, to play a role in the national team. Yeah, fair, completely fair. And uh, Murat Yakin, I think I, I heard on your podcast, he he has come out and explicitly said that he wants to play uh, four at the back formation after seven years of success with with Pekovic playing three at the back. And uh, he goes four at the back against Italy, which was, uh, I think, quite surprising. I think he maybe thought he would, he would go four at the back against Northern Ireland, but stick with a three at the back against Italy. Um, but it worked quite well and, and Switzerland did well. So do you think it's just from now on, it's it's just four at the back is the way forward for Switzerland? Mm, I think the main idea, of course, he said it, so it's going to be it. Um, to be to play four at the back is the main idea, but we saw against Greece that he's able to to adapt. You know, we played uh, one half, four at the back, the, second, the other half, three at the back, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, against Northern Ireland, if uh, the game suggests that... He can. He has to swap the the formation from three to four or from four to three. He's not going to to hesitate, I guess. Yeah. Especially because he, he has the he has the players to rotate to to um, to model the defense like uh, it should be. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing that struck me from the uh, Switzerland versus Italy match, 
the Switzerland versus Italy match last night was the performances of the the two centre backs, uh, Akanji and Elvedi. I thought they were they were both absolutely superb, and you know it was a it was a game where. Switzerland weren't holding on for a nil-nil. I thought. I mean, Italy did have the better chances. There's no doubt about that. They had the penalty, but but Switzerland were were playing a high line and they were um, pushing forward for the for the winner themselves. So for Akanji and Elvedi, I think the recovery pace and the way they were covering from runs from Insigne, runs from Immobile and, and Berardi was was just really really impressive. And you know if if it is to be four at the back against Northern Ireland, then you'd certainly have no worries about about those two being capable of holding the centre of defence together. Yes, you're right. They were really impressive, really physical dominance, I think. They have also a good chemistry together. We saw that uh, uh, when, when one was on one player, the other was uh, was um, making sure the, the striker wasn't going to, to the goal. And yes, really, I agree with you. They were really impressing and uh, they show also that uh, the with the goalkeeper, of course, <laughs> there is also a goalkeeper behind. But uh, yes, the, the four line and especially the, the true centre-backs uh, were really, uh, really, um, really good against the, the European champions. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of debate around the goalkeeper as well, wasn't there? Like Jan Sommer is, is a legend of Swiss football. He's in, in every major tournament that I can remember. You always see Jan Sommer playing for Switzerland. But I think the the second choice keeper in your squad is actually Borussia Dortmund's number one this season. So there's a lot of competition there. And can you see him rotating the keepers at all? Or do you think for this campaign, it's Jan Sommer all the way through? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You know, with Murakin, we saw that he isn't scared uh, only after two games to to put uh, the the players that uh, haven't been playing a lot recently with the national team uh, in uh, in the starting eleven. But you know, I think for summer he's going to to temporize to to take his time because uh, of course he just uh, got off of a fantastic Euro mm-hmm. um, yesterday. He saved a penalty, so. Maybe against Northern Ireland is going to to swap again like like against uh, Greece, mm-hmm. but at the moment I think in his mind, like in the mind of almost every Swiss uh, football uh, follower or, or supporter, mm-hmm. Jan Sommer is still starting, and there is no way it's going to be different. But of course, I think he, he won't hesitate to give uh, to give uh, Gregor Kobel, which is the name of um, of the new Borussia Dortmund goalkeeper. Uh, He's not going to hesitate to give him a chance. Maybe when he, when we are playing against a, um, a national team that is less um, less dangerous, less um, when we are favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to, I want to talk about some more players with with a reference sort of to November twenty seventeen and, and the two matches in the playoffs because. One player who really, really impressed me in the matchup in Belfast at Windsor Park was Dennis Sicaria. I thought he was absolutely incredible that night. It's it's actually one of the best individual performances I've ever seen in Belfast. He was just the job he was asked to do. He he, he did it so well, and he, he didn't give us an inch in midfield. And I was interested to see that he's now playing at Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is is quite a good level. But he's he's not necessarily a a fixed starter in the team uh, for now. Maybe he will play with the injuries. But uh, what's kind of happened? to him and how has he developed over the last kind of four years? Yes, he has been a bit struggling during uh, the last year, let's say, because at one moment, there were a lot of transfer rumours around him. At that moment, when, when you saw him, like one year, two years ago, he was really at his peak, at his young peak, because of course he's, he's still young and maybe he's going to reach his peak now. But uh, his performance were really uh, consistent. Uh, he just went to, to Germany from young boys and he was a starter. But then he he got uh, he got injured. Uh, he started to play less. Uh, 
right now there is a, a new coach in Mönchengladbach and maybe right now at, during the, the transfer window, he thought that uh, he was going to Rome in Italy, but in fact, he, he stayed in Gladbach. So I think he still has to find his rhythm back. Of course, he's a player with lots of quality, so I don't think we have to worry about that. And yesterday we saw against Italy that uh, he still got uh, lots of uh, moves in his bag and he can still provide uh, a big time, uh, big time quality in the middle. Arasafarovic is uh, one of the big players that actually isn't injured for Switzerland and, and will play in this match. He had a really, really bad game against Northern Ireland in Basel. And I think a lot of Northern Ireland fans think that he, he isn't a good player, but, but that match isn't, is not representative of the quality of Haris Seferovic. Uh, I think at, at Benfica, he's consistently scoring 20, 30 goals a season. And, uh, you know, you can see from the match, even against France at the Euros, he, he scores the two goals. He, he gets in these positions. And uh, if you can kind of get into those inside wide areas where the likes of Zuber likes to play, and get crosses into him, he can be he can be so dangerous. And do you think he's your your main man for Wednesday night? Uh, with all the absence at the moment, he, he probably is our main man uh, um, um, together with uh, maybe with Steven Zuber. But uh, yes, uh, like you say, maybe Northern Ireland fan thinks uh, think that uh, Seferovic isn't really dangerous, isn't really a a cold blooded striker because he had a period with the Nazi when. Really, uh, he was kind of a black a black cat, you know. He was always he was struggling to score. Struggling. I think that night in uh, in Basel, the Swiss fans booed him off the pitch. They were whistling uh, uh, when he got substituted. So okay, you know, uh, it, it it went until that point. So it, 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 he had really a, a period when it was difficult for him. But in fact, uh, you know, when when things go go well uh, in his club right now in Portugal in in Benfica. He scored almost every game uh, the past season. Uh, and at the Euros, it was uh, really, really important, together with Gavranovic, who was his, uh, mm-hmm. his, um, the second striker, let's say. And probably that's right when he has the confidence, like every striker, you know, mm-hmm. when you're a striker, of course, if you can, if you, the, the, main, uh, the main thing is to have your confidence, because if you are a good striker, but you're out of, uh, of confidence in your mind, it's difficult to... To score goals. Definitely. Um, a couple more players I'd like to touch on. Steven Zuber is sort of like the, the Swiss David Healy, which is a, an analogy you're, that you won't understand. But just to explain, David Healy consistently scored 30. I think he ended up on 36 goals for Northern Ireland. He scored the hat-trick against Spain, scored the winning goal against England, but he never played well for his club. And Zuber in the last year has done so well for Switzerland. I think... Uh, I think you were saying he had his 10 goal contributions across across 10 matches. But for his club, he, he didn't get a kick for Antrak Frankfurt and uh, he's gone out on loan or is it even a permanent transfer to IEK Athens okay. in Greece? So, yeah, that's such a strange one that there are some players who just seem when they put on the country, uh, the shirt of their country, they, they turn into a different animal. Yes, yes. It's a bit the same for Granit Xhaka, the captain, yeah. who is, is a bit underappreciated in, in Arsenal. And with the Nati is almost always a leader and one of the, the key players on the pitch. And when he is not that, of course, we saw the difference. But yes, like, like you said, with Zuber, he almost didn't play uh, in the German Championship, in the Bundesliga the past season. Uh, he was simply incredible at the Euros. He, every time he touched the ball, he managed to, to get something out of it. 
he finished with four assists, with, which was the best uh, the best score uh, of every player at the Euro. So the best assist man was a player from Switzerland, which is a kind of an achievement for a country like us. And yes, you said it right. Zuber, maybe right now in Greece, he's not the, the same level of the championship than, than Germany. He's going to probably, he will play more and be efficient also with his club. But... Uh, if we consider only last year, yes, we can say that Zuber uh, is a, a national team player. Yeah, and just to, just to touch on, on to the two strikers who uh, who you've mentioned there that that will not play, uh, Braille and Bulu and Mario Gavranovic, I think uh, a lot of people. Um, I'll just let that Saren pass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, a lot of people really. Um, you know, know about Braylon Bolo because he was 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 once young and really exciting and coming through. And I think he was, uh, I think he was really good on FIFA actually for a while. I think he was like a, like a FIFA legend sort of thing. Uh, but I was personally not not that I'm happy to see a player injured, but I'm personally more glad that that Mario Gavranovic isn't isn't playing against Northern Ireland because he was a player that I wasn't really aware of and um, before the European Championships. And I think he's he's playing in a in a Turkish team. So again, probably one of those players who, who plays better for the the national team, but. Me and my friend were watching the Switzerland against Wales match, the first match, and we were joking that he was just, he, he basically, I think the Sir Alex Ferguson quote about people in Zaggy is he, he lives offside. He was constantly offside. And we were joking about it every time. It was like, um, but that is the way he plays, isn't it? He's always on the shoulder. He's always trying to get in behind. And while he, he, uh, he has a goal disallowed against, against Wales, he, he ultimately gets the equaliser against, against France. And he, he really impressed me pretty much every time he came on for the, for the Swiss national team. Yes, he had a, a massive euro. Of course, the goal against friends, the, the equalizer at the 19th minute. But uh, you said, yes, he, he just got transferred from, from uh, Croatia, Dinamo Zagreb, to Kayseri Sport in, in Turkey. So, you know, not the, not the best championships. But, uh, you know, he really has had the, the right mentality, I think, at the Euros because he, he knew that he wasn't going to start. But every time that he entered the pitch, he really liked... Uh, for Steven Zuber, every time he touched the ball, he managed to put something off, you know. Uh, he scored also, I think, the goal against France and one, another one, if I don't miss. And really, he had, uh, he wasn't frustrated of not starting because he was able to understand that Seferovic was the striker after the, the starting striker after a, a season like he just had. But, you know, he, he really interpreted well his joker role. And uh, yes, that, that, that's what we were asking uh, of an offensive player out of the bench, you know, bringing in the energy, the goal, and uh, really, the, he was really hungry always. And so, so important for Switzerland and the Euros. Okay, yeah, great stuff. Really, really super insight there. So before I let you go, give me a score prediction for Wednesday night. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Switzerland against a nation, not like Italy, but, you know, nation like Denmark, uh, Northern Ireland. I think we can put you in the same pot. I don't know. But... Well, I'm very, I'm very proud that you put us in the same yeah, pot. That's I a personally wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say in Northern Ireland. Um, going to say one-one draw. Okay. Yeah, completely fair, and uh, I think that would that would certainly keep the the group alive for uh, yes. for the trip to Geneva, where, as you know, I, I fully intend to go, uh, which <laughs> is your which is your home city. And who knows, we uh, we will maybe meet up again. So yes, Giacomo, thank you so much for your insight there. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, all the best for uh, the next episode, my friend. <laughs>